Live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel, it's Inside the Jets. Brought to you by EY, building a better working world. And by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Now, here's Eric Allen and Eric Coleman. Welcome to Inside the Jets. We are broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Eric Allen alongside Eric Coleman. Momentarily, we will be joined by Jets center Jonathan Harrison. But the Jets fall to 4-10 and 10 on the season with a 29-22 loss to the Houston Texans. I don't want to talk about the score right now. I want to lead by talking about the 21-year-old quarterback who is leading this offense right now. We're watching him develop in front of our own eyes. He became the youngest quarterback in NFL history to lead a game-winning drive in Buffalo. He followed that up against a good Houston Texans defense, and you can make the argument that was his best performance as a pro. 24-38, 253 yards, two touchdowns through the air. He also used his feet, E, six rushes, 35 yards, and he earned a lot of praise for that performance. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's really grown these last two weeks. You know, you've seen Sam Darnold uh, sit back and, and grow as a quarterback. He's being more efficient. He's more precise. He's decisive with his throws and uh, really attacking the field vertically, which I think is loosening things up underneath for him. Uh, I think those, those couple of weeks with the injury – were a big step for him. He was able to sit back, uh, watch Josh McCown run things, watch, uh, watch how defenses are attacking him, uh, just to understand the small nuances of the game. I think it really helped him to step back because he's come back a different player. To win long-term in the National Football League, you have to have good play at the quarterback position. This guy has all the tools. I've been here since 2001 as a New York Jets employee. The guy that I think of when I watch Darnold, not from a playing perspective in terms of the way they play, their styles, but is Chad Pennington in 2002. That was his first year starting, actually, after sitting and watching Vinny Testaverde for a couple years. Sam Darnold has been put into the fire here early in his rookie season. We didn't know how he was going to respond when he went down with a strained right foot against the Miami Dolphins November 4th. Then he had a month off, and he has come back, and like you said, he really benefited from watching Josh McCown. He talked about that today on the conference call. How a veteran quarterback, a 39-year-old like McCown, orchestrates the practice, goes through the game week, the preparation, and how decisive he was with the reads, even though the offense really wasn't working mm-hmm. very efficiently as far as how, much, how many points they were scoring, Eric, he learned a lot by watching McCown. Yeah, I mean, and you can see, you know, from the way he's, he's playing the game. He's making great decisions. He and Robbie Anderson seem to have reconnected. Uh, he, he's taken a lot of shots with him. And I think he's gained some of the – he's gained more trust from the coaching staff because now they're starting to attack the field vertically. They're starting to take more shots. Uh, it's not just checkdowns. It's not just quick screens. They're opening things up for, for Sam, and he's proving that he can handle the load. You know, leading that, that two-minute drive to come back uh, against Buffalo was a huge step. You know, that's not easy. You know, when you talk about elite quarterbacks, I always consider, listen, it's two minutes left, you need a touchdown, does this quarterback strike fear in you? And Sam Darnold showed that he can be that quarterback that can lead his team down the field, no matter how far it is, no matter what the circumstance, and get a touchdown for this team. There were three instances against the Houston Texans Saturday night where Darnold used his feet and you were wondering, is he just going to tuck it and run it? 
Number one was the touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson right before the end of the half. He had the presence of mind to go right up to the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and then find his crossing receiver for a touchdown. Then there were a couple connections with Chris Herndon where he rolled left one time, rolled right another time, and again – kept his eyes down the field. That's what you see veteran quarterbacks do because you know it better than anybody. You, as a former guy who played in the back end, a lot of young quarterbacks who feel the pressure, their eyes go down. His eyes are staying up. Yeah, you know, and that's what's so impressive about Sam. Uh, when I was a rookie, I came into the league with Ben Roethlisberger, and he was known for having one read. If his initial read wasn't open, he was going to tuck it and run. And what Sam has done, he's able to scramble, keep the play alive, keep his eyes down the field, and it makes things so difficult for, for a guy covering the receivers. You know, you have to cover the initial route, but then once those receivers uncover and things start to just you know, go 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 off the script, so to speak. It, it makes it very tough, especially with the guy with the big arm like Sam, who can throw the ball vertically on the run. Inside the Jets is supported by selective insurance. Response is everything. How about some of the designs we're seeing with Darnold now? There was a play early on, I believe, in the second half where you saw him spin move to his left, and then throw a dart to Robbie Anderson for 20 yards. That's a big-time throw. Yeah, it is a big-time throw. Uh, Typically, as a defense, you're expecting that quarterback to roll out to your left. And to see Sam roll out the opposite way, have a design play, uh, it just speaks to, to what he can do. You know, there's not a lot of quarterbacks who can throw the ball as accurate as he does running to his left. It takes a lot of skill set. You know, you have to get your shoulders across. You have to get your feet set, drive the ball at the, at the right velocity. And Sam has all those tools. And it's exciting to see what he's doing right now because he's showing glimpses of being great. And, and I think his potential, uh, you know, the sky's the limit. I think he's going to be a great quarterback in this league as long as he continues to, to progress. And that's something exciting if you're a Jets fan. What does it mean to you when your peers are talking about you the way they did this week, uh, the, the week preceding the game and then after the game when J.J. Watt goes up to Sam Darnold and says, you're going to be a great player in this league. When Bill O'Brien talks about you the way he did, what, what does that say about the respect he's getting around the National Football League now? That speaks volumes because they don't have to say that. They don't have to say anything to him. You, they can tell him good game, keep it moving, talk about what they did as a team. But for them to take time out and talk about Sam Darnold and his progress and, and how his skill set has continued to grow and how he's going to be a star, that, that, go, that goes far, you know, especially from a guy like J.J. Watt. You know, he's a three-time defensive player of the year, uh, you know, multiple Pro Bowls, and, and just probably one of the best players to play D-line in the league in, in some time. For him to go out of his way and to give praise to Sam Darnold, he has to be doing something right. Inside the Jets is presented by EY, Building a Better Working World. Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Uh, we'll be joined by Jonathan Harrison later tonight. Um, he went down fighting, too. There was a 4th and 15 play where the Jets had to have it, and again, he's scrambling, and he threw a dart up to Robbie Anderson that was nearly completed. Yeah, that, I mean, that was an impressive throw, you know, to throw that ball on the run. Again, to give Robbie Anderson a chance to, to make that play and to extend the drive. If he makes that catch, who knows what would have happened, but at the same time, Sam made the smart play. He made an accurate pass, and, you know, I, I, 
you would like to have seen Robbie come up with it, but yeah. I understand why he couldn't because that was a very difficult play. And, and it seems foolhardy now to think about there were some people actually externally, some fans saying, why even put him in there with the Jets' offense? He's going to get killed out there down the stretch. Look at what is happening and the way these guys are developing because we mentioned Robbie Anderson. Well, they're developing rhythm and chemistry that they can carry over to 2019. And, oh, by the way, number 89, Chris Herndon, a fourth-round pick out of Miami. He's going to be a big-time player in the National Football League. And watch that connection between 14 and 89, not only for the final two games of 2018, but for years to come. Yeah, I mean, Chris Herndon is leading all rookie tight ends in receiving. You know, and that just shows that this kid has a lot of talent to grow. Uh, he has a great rapport with, with Sam Darnold. You know, we had him on the show earlier in the year, and he was talking about how they were roommates and how there wasn't a lot of talking between them, but on the field they started to understand one another. And, and I think it takes that, you know, take, takes a, a quarterback getting to know his receivers, getting to know his tight ends to gain that trust. And, and, it, and it really is going to be exciting. Uh, what you're watching right now is this team grow. It's a young team. They need as many reps as possible. So while you say, oh, they're not going to the playoffs, these reps are, are invaluable. You know, they, they need to get as many reps together to continue to grow, learn how to win those close games, learn how to, how to fight through tough times. I think that's what you're seeing in this team, and they're getting better for it. What are you seeing as a guy inside the locker room when you watch him play? Because I asked Jermaine Johnson about him after the game in a media scrum. He said, he's special. Jamal Adams was asked about him in a media scrum. He said, he's a bad man. Yeah, I mean, listen, as a, as a safety in the NFL, I'm not going to lie, there's weeks where you go into the, the defensive back meetings, you watch film on a quarterback, and everybody as a group says, listen, this week, if this quarterback throws over 150 yards, everybody in here is getting fined. You oh, know, yeah? There are times where you, where you look at quarterbacks and you just see that they can't get it done. With Sam Darnold, this guy, I'm telling you, he strikes fear in the defense. He makes it so you have to respect every, every route run. Um, every time he gets out of the pocket, you have to play it from the top down and, and respect what he can do as a player. Yes, at the beginning of the season, he was fooled into a couple of mistakes. But he's learned from his mistakes, and he, every week you're seeing him continue to get better. And, and that's, that's saying a lot for a rookie who started every game. Uh, and the Jets have a lot of financial flexibility in the offseason to add some more pieces around Sam Darnold, and we'll see how they address those moves in the spring. But in the meantime, they have two games to play. This is their final home game this weekend as Aaron Rodgers comes to town. What do you think that's going to be like for the rookie quarterback when he <laughs> stares across the sideline and sees one of the best who's ever played the game? And it's funny. People in Green Bay are saying Aaron Rodgers is struggling this season. Well, I'd like to struggle with those kind of numbers. He's completing about 61% of his passes, but he's got 23 touchdowns and two interceptions. Yeah, I mean, he, he's playing lights out. He, he doesn't have the talent that he used to have, you know, back in the day, but Aaron Rodgers is, is very dangerous. You know, I faced him in Atlanta in the playoffs when, you know, we were, we were division champs. We had the first round by. They were a wild card team. Aaron Rodgers caught fire. They ran through the league and won the Super Bowl. So he can catch fire at any time. Uh, but for Sam Darnold to, to sit and watch on the other side of the sideline and see a guy like Sam, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure it has to get him excited. He probably grew up watching him throughout high school, through college, uh, as one of those great quarterbacks, probably molded a little bit of his game after him because he does throw well on the run just like Sam does. And it's, it's probably going to – uh, get those competitive juices going. Because if you can outplay Sam Darnold, you're doing it right. Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Both California kids, 
And obviously, Sam Darnold watched a lot of Aaron Rodgers coming up. But, oh, by the way, look at what happened to Aaron Rodgers. He sat behind Brett Favre for a couple seasons. Again, Darnold's coming in at 21. He's seen a lot of things. He's progressing in front of our eyes. There is reason to be excited. Nobody in the organization is happy about the 4-10 and 10 record, nor should they be. But it looks like you found your long-term answer at the most important position in professional sports. Yeah, you know, when, when Sam, when you, when you start him from week one, you understand that you're going to go through your lumps as a team. You know, there are going to be some good days and some bad days. But at the same time, are you continuing to get better as a team? You know, I think you're seeing it on the defense. They're playing great football. Uh, you see it offensively, starting to find their identity, running the football, throwing play action, taking shots down the field, starting to find out who we are a, a, as a team. And, and that's great to see because uh, a lot of young players, a lot of youth, a lot of, fr a lot of free agent money, to, to spend and add additions to this team, and I, and I think it's going to be a good thing. Um, let's flip to the defensive side of the ball real quick. Uh, the good and the bad. The pass rush, uh, the Jets really brought it against Deshaun Watson. We thought they might be able to exploit the Texans' offensive line, and they sure did. Uh, the week before, Deshaun Watson sacked five times by the Indianapolis Colts. Against the New York Jets, he sacked six times, and Henry Anderson who you got for a seventh-round pick on draft weekend, picks up three sacks, and now he has six on the 2018 season. Yeah, I mean, and I was excited to watch Henry get after uh, Deshaun Watson. And when he was on the show, yeah. he was talking about how he's just now learning how to pass rush. He's learning the techniques. He's getting his bag of goods, bag of tricks uh, ready for, for the pass rush. You're starting to see it show on the field. He, he's mixing things up. He's always had a great motor. He's always been strong at the point of attack. But now he's starting to, to, to use his, his different moves. Uh, and, and it's great to see because he's taking some of the pressure off of Leonard Williams. He's taking some of the pressure off McClendon. And, uh, and this defensive line can be good. You know, if they continue to grow like this and these guys start to make plays. The heat is on, Jordan Jenkins, because you got a sack against the Texans. And you increased your team lead to seven. But... Henry Anderson is right behind you with yeah. six. So that's going to be an interesting battle to watch the sack race inside the Jets locker room. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he got off against the Jets. Uh, Todd Bowles said it on Sunday that, listen, we didn't want to move corner across the field, in this case probably Tremaine Johnson, because the Texans move DeAndre Hopkins all over the place. Yeah, you know, it's tough to, to match up a receiver, a corner with a receiver because, one, you give up your disguise. Okay. You know, if, if DeAndre Hopkins is lined up in the slot and Tremaine Johnson follows him in the slot, guess what? They know you're playing man-to-man. -man. Uh, you know, it depends on wherever he goes. You know, and plus, I think Chris, uh, Morris Claiborne has a – tremendous skill set you know he, there was a couple of plays that Hopkins made where I don't care who you are corner he was making the catch and, and that's what kind of player uh, he, he's is. an unbelievable ball player uh, we're off and running here on inside the Jets we will be right back from Vanderbilt sports and spirits Darnold in the shotgun McGuire to his right takes the snap three-man rush looks left fires left end zone for Roberts he's got it that's a jet touchdown Jets Reward members, don't forget to enter the code NEUTRAL in your Jets Rewards portal during this show to earn 100 points. Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here 
at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Um, e, what is in store for Sam Darnold this weekend against the Packers in terms of uh, Mike Pettin led defense? This is a pupil mm-hmm. of Rex Ryan, and Pettin was here for a number of years as well. Yeah, well, you know, you're going to see a lot of pressures, and I think that's a good thing. I think Sam, he excels when teams pressure him. You know, it makes things – I think it simplifies things for him. Uh, he, he's athletic enough to break the pocket whenever he, he does get that pressure, and that's when you see him improvising, when you see that pressure. So it's going to be a good matchup for him. Uh, I like, you know, the matchups with Robbie Anderson on the perimeter. I like the matchups at the skill positions, and I think there are some weaknesses that, that the Jets can expose. Uh, I was talking to Bart Scott about this today, and he said that, hey, put a lot of screens into the game plan this week yeah. against this defense. Why would that be effective? Well, you know, when, it, when a team pressures a lot, when they blitz, there's not a lot of help. You know, the, when, you, when you're in an all-out blitz, the corners, the safeties have to play from eight, nine yards off just because they don't have any help. So that sets up a screen very well. well if you can get a hat on a hat on the screen, you, get, you have an opportunity to have a lot of big plays uh, when you match up a screen versus an all-out blitz. Do you anticipate some cloud formations where the defense, is, it, it looks like they're just standing up in every Everybody like, and we've seen this from Rex mm-hmm. and Petten before, where you, you don't know how to identify at times, or it might confuse you a little bit because of what they what they're doing up front. Yeah, you know, we did that as well with, with Mangini, and the, the the great thing about that is sometimes when you bring an all-out blitz from that look, or you back out into a zone, you can confuse the quarterback. Sure. But the the negative side is if that offensive line points out the center of the, of, the, of the blitz and they're able to pick it up, you expose yourself to some big plays. So, you know, I don't expect to see a lot of it because, again, the Jets have shown they will take a deep shot. They will take, uh, throw the ball down the field. And if they do that and, and hit the Packers a few times, that'll get them out of that defense well, quick. What do you expect from the Packers now? Five, eight, and one. This is unfamiliar territory, and they let Mike McCarthy go in season. Joe Philbin right now, the interim head coach. Uh, they just lost a game to the Chicago Bears. The Bears just clinched the NFC North. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting how this Packers team comes out over these final two games. Yeah, I mean, they should be motivated. You know, the, the fact that the organization fired their head coach shows them that you aren't playing well, we will get rid of you. So guys are going to be playing for their jobs. It's gonna, I, I expect some trick plays. I expect them to leave no stone unturned trying to defeat the Jets. You know, you may see an onside kick. You may see some gadget plays. But you are going to get their best effort. You're going to see their the, – you're going to get their best punch early. If, they, if the Jets can weather that storm, then they're going to be fine. They're going to be – if they can continue to run the ball – stick to the run, hit the open receivers in the passing game. I think things will be good because this defense, matchup-wise, can cover the receivers of the Packers. Okay, we'll get into the matchup more in a second. Uh, Pro Bowl rosters will be released Tuesday night. Is second-year safety Jamal Adams deserving of the nod this year? Absolutely, absolutely. When you, when you watch Jamal play, when you watch this Jets defense play, he's playing at another level than everyone on the field in both defenses. Uh, you know, he, he plays a high intensity, he plays the game the right way. He makes great tackles. He's been getting after the quarterback. He's really doing it all as a safety. Everything you could ask for in the safety, Jamal is doing it. He's leading the team. Uh, and I think he is a special player. And, and one of those 
one of those guys that, that no matter what team you're watching, you're going to notice 33 on the field. So I definitely think that he deserves the Pro Bowl nod. If not, I understand why. The team hasn't been winning. You know, typically these, these awards go to teams that are successful and they're having winning seasons. But he's going to be a Pro Bowler for a very long time playing the way he does. As a guy who played the position in the National Football League, what stands out to you most athletically about what he can do on the field? Well, you know, he's, he's – he has it all. You know, he's a, he's a very physical safety, but he can cover. He can support in the run game. He's an excellent blitzer. Um, he makes great open field tackles. And, and when the, the tough part about an open field tackle, the enemy of any tackle is space. And Jamal closes space quicker than any safety that I've seen in a long time. You know, it's seldom that you see him get shook in the middle of the field. And if he does miss the tackle – guess what? That runner is going back to the Calvary where that defensive line is coming, where the linebackers are coming from, and you seldom see him give up a big play. Uh, he's so wonderfully gifted, but where does the nonstop motor come from, do you think? Because it, even in the facility, he never stops talking. He never stops moving. It's always go. And people, sometimes you're wondering, wow, is this fabricated? No, this, this is who the guy is. Yeah, TTG. <laughs> He's trained to go. You know, that, that's a guy who, you know, you can tell he takes this game very seriously. You know, it, it's, it's more than, than about the money. It's, it's more than, than a lot of the material things that come with this game. Jamal plays the game like he loves it. You know, he has a passion for it. Uh, he bleeds it. And you can tell by the way he plays. He, he doesn't have to say anything about his feelings towards the game. You can see it when you turn on that tape. He, he's high intensity. He cares. You can see him holding his teammates accountable when they make mistakes. You can see him praising them. Great leader. And, and he definitely leads by example. He took a lot of pride entering this season about his coverage ability. Because there were a few plays that happened his rookie season where maybe he was an inch off or maybe a Gronkowski made a catch right over him. He went into the season, I think, on a mission to say, I can cover. I can, I can play in the back end. Mm -hmm. Because he talked after the New England game when, again, he neutralized Gronkowski for a second consecutive game. He said that, uh, you know, uh, people aren't respecting me out here, you yeah. know? It, it, like, he took it personal. Yeah, as he should. You know, he, he's a prideful player. Uh, he takes his game serious, and I, I love that he came out and played particularly well against Gronkowski, a matchup that, that they were exposing last, last year as a rookie. You know, as a rookie, uh, you see a lot of things that, you, that you've never seen before, the different wrinkles in routes. Uh, you, the coverage is different. You can't contact the receivers down the field. And these big, strong tight ends that can run, they can expose you a little bit. And I think it took that year to, to make Jamal focus on his cover skills, I think he's a better player because of it, and, uh, and he's going to continue to grow from all of his weaknesses this year. Okay, so all the guys say, and this is the coaching term, his eyes are better. What does that mean? Well, as a safety, you know, there's a rule. You can, if you see too much, then you see nothing. Mm. You have to focus on your, your particular keys, and, and that will take you to the ball every time. You know, as a middle-of-the-field safety, you know, I'm looking at the uncovered lineman you know, to get my run pass read initially. Then you have to look at your threats, your vertical threats. And, and those things kind of take you to those plays. That was one thing that helped me play as many years as I did because I wasn't the biggest, I wasn't the fastest, but I could read my keys, I had good eyes, and it enabled me to get to the play. Jamal being a, a superior player, being a great athlete, with, those great, with that great eye discipline, sky's the limit. He seems to be naturally strong, too. I'm not saying he doesn't put in the work in the weight room, mm -hmm. but you just mentioned it. He's such a sure tackler. And when he hits people, he makes them feel it. Yeah, he, he has a great uh, six-inch punch. 
you know, that's, that's what we call it. It's when you get up to that ball carrier and you roll your hips through the player, you can't teach that. That's something that's natural. That's something that, that he was born with. He, he takes space well, and once he gets to the point of contact, he rolls those hips and explodes through every tackle. And, and that's what makes it fun to see. You know, every once in a while, he may miss one, but nine times out of ten, he's going to make that, that ball carrier pay. So the hope is, uh, from a Jets perspective, that you get Marcus May back next year. He was just limited to six games in 2018 because – He's a guy who I think can really flourish with Adams, and we should not forget about him when we're thinking about the future of this Jets team. Yeah, he's that, he's that solid player that you can depend on to be in the middle of the field, to, to be in the right place, to cover that post, to make that open field tackle. You know, when I look at Jamal and Marcus May, I get a little bit of a glimpse of Troy Polamalu and Ryan Clark. Okay. Ryan Clark is a sure tackler who's always going to be where he's supposed to be, uh, make those open field tackles. Troy Polamalu is going to be all over the field making sports Flash plays. That's what I see out of Jamal. Well, how much freedom does the coaching staff give Jamal, like you said? Because in Pittsburgh, I remember we go there, and sometimes you'd wonder how much was Troy going within <laughs> the game plan and how much was Palomala just doing his deal and we're going to cover for what he does because he's such a great player. Yeah, well, Troy, Troy's circumstance was different <laughs> than any other safety that I've ever seen. You know, I, I, I played against Troy Palomala when I was, a, I was a true freshman in, in college, and there was a time where he was at SC – he was moving around. He lined up a nose tackle and actually rushed the passer. And there was nobody in the middle of the field, but they got through the down. Uh, he's one of those players that, that's special. I don't think Jamal has that much freedom. I don't think he needs that much freedom. He's just he, – he makes big plays within the defense, and that's what's important. But do you give him more freedom? Because he is a freak athlete, and he's such a productive player for you. And he can yeah. do more things than other people in a football field. Yeah, he, he does. He can do more. And you can tell that he studies a film. So if he's going to break on something, it's because he saw a tendency in that film study. It's because they, they gave up a play or they, they showed their hand in a play where he's going to make the play. I think the more he plays, the more he gets experience, the more you give him freedom. You know he's got to be pumped up about about this one because it's Aaron Rodgers coming. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. But he, but he plays Tom Brady twice a year, and he's gotten his feet wet with him now. But Aaron Rodgers is another one that he can – check off the list. Yeah, when, when, you're, when you're a great player, you want to play against the best and see how you match up with the best players. Playing against Tom Brady, playing against Aaron Rodgers, you get to see where you are as a player. You know, if you can make some plays against Aaron Rodgers, if you can limit him to, to you know, not going off and throwing a bunch of touchdowns, then it shows you that you are a very good player. And I think the best players want to play against those, that best competition. So the Pro Bowl rosters will be revealed tomorrow night. We'll see if Jamal Adams gets the nod for the first time in his NFL career. I would anticipate he'll be going to the NFL Pro Bowl a number of times throughout his career. I think Jason Myers, who had a tough night the other night, missing a couple extra points, but has had a great season, is worthy as well. And Andre Roberts has had the best return season to anybody in the National Football League, bar none. We will be right back after this on Inside the Jets. Darnold of the shotgun takes the snap, drops back, looks right, scrambles, gets to the five-yard line, pop pass back in the end zone. That's caught for a Jet touchdown by Robbie Anderson. Sam Darnold improvising in the pocket. A little jump pass to Robbie Anderson. 30 seconds to go before halftime, and the Jets have their first touchdown of the night. Welcome back to Inside the Jets. We are broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamil Hamilton Park Hotel. Eric Allen alongside Eric Coleman. We talked a little bit about it earlier in the show 
about the Jets' decision to play sides against DeAndre Hopkins. Who uh, You could make the argument right now that Hopkins is as good as any receiver in the National Football League, but this week they have a decision to make with Devontae Adams because he is Aaron Rodgers' number one target. He already has 1,300 yards receiving. Do you do the same thing, or do you consider moving? Because maybe Green Bay plays him to a certain side and doesn't move him as much as DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know. I haven't looked at the game film just yet. Yeah, you know, uh, he, he's a great player, De- Devontae Adams. You know, he, he's a very good player, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, makes receivers, I think, a little better than they are just because of his skill set. I don't think he's of the caliber of, of – uh, the DeAndre, Hopkins. yeah. So I, so I think the Jets will play it true. You know, uh, Tremaine Johnson and, and Mo Claiborne are, are more than capable of, of covering receivers. Yes, I get, when you play a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to get his. He, he's going to get, you know, his close to 100 yards, and you just have to contain him and limit, try to limit everybody else, which I think the Jets did a pretty good job of. When it comes to Devontae Adams, I think – I think these, these corners, Mo Claiborne, Tremaine Johnson, Buster, if he's in the slot, can, can hold him down. Let's talk about the holding call on Mo Claiborne. A lot oh, was discussed about that after the game. That was uh, the eventual game-winning drive for the Houston Texans where they cashed in with the DeAndre Hopkins touchdown. But it was a third down play. Deshaun Watson throws it up and threw the ball out of bounds. There was some hand fighting Mo Claiborne called for holding. I didn't see it. I, I, I don't like it. You know, obviously I'm a defensive back, so I'm going to fight a lot of plays. But th- there has to be a point where you have to be able to keep your ground. If he hits me, I can hit you back just to maintain your position. And for them to call that play at that junction of the game, it, you it's, have a, to have it's a, a very tough call. Just like you guys on the field when you were a player, I think you have to have a feel for the game. And I know these guys have a tough jobs. I just thought that was a tough point of the ball yeah, game. Yeah, if you're going to call that, if you're going to call it then, why not call it the entire you gotta game? you got to call it the entire you gotta game. you got to set the tone early and let, let the corners know we're going to call those plays. We're going to call those ticky-tack fouls. You see it in basketball all the time when, when the referees, the beginning of the game, all right, we're going to blow those. Yeah. You know, we're going to blow the whistle on that one. That didn't happen all game, and then all of a sudden it, it's, a, it's a third down and five at a crucial point in the game, and you throw the flag. It, 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 was, it was a tough call. And D-Hop is a physical receiver himself. Yeah. So a lot of times when he's running routes, it's not just – him receiving contact, he's dishing he's it, it, right? Yeah, a lot of those guys, I mean, they're pushing off. They're grabbing jerseys. They're trying to do whatever they can to, to get their leverage, to get the advantage. And for a defensive back who's already at the disadvantage, playing backward, running backwards, reacting off the receiver, it, it, you know, it's, it makes it very difficult to play that position. And, you know, you kind of feel for the corners nowadays. You know, they're definitely earning their money out there uh, playing that position. Is there anything you can do differently inside the red zone, the game-winning touchdown? Morris Claiborne had That's tremendous coverage uh, do you try to scheme it up differently in, in terms of have making sure that you got a safety over or yeah or? it's it's tough you know because i mean you can say that you know let's double team them down there but then you leave the middle of the field wide open okay you know then you leave you're susceptible to watson running the football extending the plays i thought mo claiborne played that textbook you know i watched it from the beginning his technique from that from that press coverage he shadowed him got hands on him was running with him was in perfect phase DeAndre Hopkins just is a big boy, you know, and they call that the 50-50 ball, you know, and DeAndre Hopkins has such strong hands and he's such a great athlete that, that he's going to make those plays more than 50% of the time. How is Aaron Rodgers going to put stress on a defense? He puts stress on the defense uh, be, similar to what Sam is doing now. Okay. He can break the – once the initial play is broken, 
he improvises probably the best out of any quarterback in the league. You know, when he gets out of the pocket, he's not just throwing deep comebacks. He's not throwing crossing routes. He can throw go routes. He can throw post routes while on the run because he has such a big arm. He is limited a little bit with that knee injury that's been nagging him all season, but Aaron Rodgers has a, a huge arm. He's very confident, and he has, the, he has that, that cockiness where he's going to throw it and try to get into a so, tight space. So we talked about Jamal for a long time tonight. What do the Jets' safeties have to do against a guy like A-Rod? Because uh, Daryl Roberts went out with a sprained toe against the Houston Texans. We'll have to see about his availability later in the week. That was Ron Tez Miles who was finishing the game for the Jets. But um, what do they have to do? What are the points of emphasis against a guy like that? Because he's so athletic and he can make any throw. Uh, one of the most unique players we've ever seen. Yeah, you know, in my opinion, you have to play things from the top down. Okay. You can't give up big plays to Aaron Rodgers. You have to make him beat you methodically down the field because as great as he is, he does make mistakes and he'll throw you a few if given the opportunity. So you have to play him from top down. Don't give up the big plays. Allow him to throw those, those short ones. Make the tackle. You know, the, the Green Bay offense has been, you know, based on catch and run catch and run for all these years, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, catching slant routes and running. If they can tackle well in the open field, limit the big plays, I think that's the game plan for the Jets. But do you think he's taken less shots than in the past? Because, like we mentioned before, guy has only three interceptions. Yeah, he, he's definitely, uh, you know, not taking as many chances okay. as he did in the past. And I think that's because his confidence in his receivers. You know, he doesn't have a full confidence in, in the whole crew. You know, before, you know, he had a – you didn't know these guys a couple years back, but then Jordy Nelson started to sure. develop. Randall Cobb started to, to develop. And you started seeing these, these players, uh, Greg, uh, excuse me, Jennings started yep. to develop. He, I don't think he has that rapport. Okay. You know, and I think he's a little nervous with the injuries he's had. He doesn't want to take the shots like he did in the past. And so you're not seeing him take as many chances as he used to. What does it mean to you as a player, the final home game of the season, and, and, and wanting to go out on a high note in front of the home faithful as a guy who was in that position like a lot of those guys who are going to exit the tunnel at MetLife this weekend? Well, it means a lot because, first of all, you want to reward your fans for their dedication, for, for coming through the tough weather, sticking, uh, sticking with you through thick and thin, uh, and you always want to go into the offseason on a positive note, you know, leaving, leaving a good taste in your fans' mouth, leaving a good taste in your mouth. You know, you, you gain that momentum going into the offseason, and it gives you something to work for. You know, yes, you know, we won our last two games. You know, we, we have the momentum. You know, if we can just continue to put that together, not beat ourselves, who knows what happens? Then the offseason, you go with your goals. You know, you, you, you play smart football. You don't beat yourself. You know, you make big plays. And, and, you, and you have something to work on going into the offseason. So I think it's very important that the Jets, in their, in their season at home, on a high note. Inside the Jets is supported by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets, Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits. As a defensive back, when you look at the schedule and you see that you're ending with Aaron Rodgers and then Tom Brady, what do you feel? You, you, love, you love the challenge. You know, you, you got to end the season on a high note. You're playing against the best of the best. Let's show the world what I can do against some of the great quarterbacks of the game. You know, if you're a defensive lineman, let me get, let me get my stats. Let me get a sack against Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Let's go out and beat these Giants. Let's slay these Giants at the end of the year, ruin their season. You know, I, I know that Tom Brady's trying to fight for a home field advantage right now. I'm trying to ruin whatever I can for the Patriots if I'm the Jets. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's been the best, probably the best quarterback the game has seen in the last 10 years. You know, been playing great football, you know, 
show, show the league that you can compete against these guys. You know, if you play as a team, don't make mistakes, don't beat yourself, you can play with anybody. Darnold has been one of the primary reasons, no doubt about that. But what has been the difference of the New York Jets since after Buffalo came to MetLife Stadium in Week 10 and won 41 to 10? Because it's been a different team who went to Tennessee. It was a different team in Buffalo. And most recently, they didn't get the win against the Houston Texans, but I thought the effort was tremendous throughout. You know, I think you have to give a lot of the credit to the offensive line play. Okay. They've been very consistent. They've, they've set the tone running the football. They've protected Sam in the passing game. And, and also, when you look out in the perimeter, Robbie Anderson has start to step up. You know, he had 11 targets last week. The beginning of the year, he wasn't getting those targets. He wasn't getting open like he is now. He, he's starting to find his rhythm. He's starting to, to catch those difficult passes and has given Sam more confidence in him. That's very impressive what you're saying about the offensive line because you got Jonathan Harrison, who's playing center. Mm -hmm. He was a reserve for you, a former Indianapolis Colt uh, who's come in and take over for Spencer Long. Spencer Long, he takes over for James Carpenter, a fine interior player for you, one of your team captains. And then really tough break for one of the nicest guys on this roster. Brandon Shell goes down with an injury against the Houston Texans, and he was carted off the field. So now the Jets might be lining up with Brent Qualley at right tackle for these final two games. Yeah, you know, it shows, it shows a lot. First of all, you, you have a great offensive line coach. You know, and then second, you have great chemistry in that room where everyone has a, a good relationship with one another. There's trust in the man next to you and that you're on the same page when it comes to making those calls for the protection. Uh, you, you're setting the tone offensively, uh, running the football. I, I think it's, it's a credit to the chemistry of that group, and, and you need your offensive line to set the tone if you're going to have a successful game. I like uh, Harrison's athleticism has long opened up your eyes what he's been able to do at guard. Yeah, I mean, his versatility is great. You know, I know that he did start his career off at guard, but he is brought here to play center. And to show his versatility and to be able to move, to slide over to the next position, is a tough task. You know, you get used to, you, you, we're all creatures of habit. You know, if you're a left corner, you're used to playing on the left side. Right. If you're a center, you're used to snapping the ball and then blocking. You know, to go over there and play the left guard, have to communicate, you're playing in more space. It is difficult, and you have to give a lot of credit to Spencer Long for making that adjustment. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, he's done a nice job, and that's where he started his career, but he was brought here to be this team's center. But when Carp went down, he moves over, and Jonathan Harrison has done a real fine job at the center position. Well, we got one more segment, but we got to take one final break. We'll be right back here on Inside the Jets. Fourth and one at the Texans 25-yard line. Sam Darnold in the shotgun and into his right. Takes the snap, drops the throw, looks right, throws right. Robbie Anderson is able to hold on to the football. He walled off Jonathan Joseph and makes a first down catch. Remember, Jets fans, you can stream Inside the Jets live through the Jets app presented by M&T Bank. Go to the App Store or Google Play now and search official New York Jets. Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here at Vanderbilt's Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Do you have all your holiday shopping taken care of, E. Coleman? I, you know what? For the most part, I do. I got, I got my wife for a couple of gifts. I can maybe get her another one, but my kids are taken care of. Thanks to Amazon. 
Oh, yeah? <laughs> it makes it easy. And you took care of the kids shopping? I took care of most of it. I'm proud this year because typically my wife does it. She went and got the clothes and the outfits and everything like that, but I, but I got the toys. Okay. Or Santa got the toys. I'm sorry. Did your wife know? I mean, did you know what your wife wanted or you did that on your own? I, you know what? I, keep, I, have, I have notes on my phone. So whenever during the year she like mentions, oh, I like that, I'll take a little note and try to, you know, try to surprise her with some of the gifts. All right, you are a good man, e. Coleman. <laughs> and, and you look sharp tonight. Oh, I, li thank you. I like the coat. Thank you, brother. Anchorchief you is too, solid man. as well. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the best dressed duo on radio. <laughs> <laughs> and on all the Jets platforms, which uh, it is the holiday season. So next week. We are going to be here at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits on December 26th. So mark your calendars. That is Wednesday night. E. Coleman and I will be back here. We'll be breaking down the Jets and the Green Bay Packers, and we'll preview the Jets' final game of the 2018 season against the New England Patriots. Uh, what do you see as far as the AFC landscape right now? Um, who is the best team in this conference? Because I watched some games Sunday after we got a little bit of a break after the Jets and the Texans played Saturday night, and I can't get a feel for <laughs> any of this right now. Yeah, I mean, the playoff scenario is going to be crazy. You know, once the playoffs start, because, you know, any given Sunday, as they say. But when you look at, you know, the records, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers, you got to throw the Patriots in there, and – all these teams have shown that they can be beat any given Sunday. You know, you look at the, the Chiefs, their defense sl slacks a lot. Yeah. Uh, you look at the Chargers, they're inconsistent. And the Patriots have shown that they can get beat. You know, they got shut out by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, it, everything is up for grabs. And there's such a fine line between the teams that don't make the playoffs and the teams that are winning divisions. Listen, the Patriots are the king of the AFCs. There's no doubt about that. For they've, now. they've won it yeah. 10 consecutive years. And all the power to them. They should get all the praise and accolades. But with that being said, are you seeing the Patriots in a different lens than you've had in the past? Because when I watch the Patriots, I say not a lot of explosion in terms of offensive plays. Sometimes they struggle. To, they, this, this guy's an all-time great yeah. at the quarterback position, and I'm taking nothing away from the Patriots. But defensively, they seem middle of the pack mm -hmm. right now. This doesn't look like the same team than we've seen in the past. Yeah, they're not. You know, they're not the, the big bullies anymore. You know, people aren't afraid of them. It's kind of like when, when Mike Tyson fought Buster Douglas and, and Buster Douglas hit him in the mouth. 42 to 1. Yeah, and it changed, it changed the way uh, his career went. You know, I think you're starting to see that with the Patriots. You know, Tom Brady, yes, he's a great quarterback. One, you know, arguably one of the best to do it. Um, he's starting to slow down a little bit. You're starting to see some inaccuracies. He's starting to overthrow receivers. Uh, he doesn't have the talent around him as he used to in the past and, and the run game. So, uh, I, I think that their time is limited. They've had a, a heck of a run. You know, done a great job of being consistent throughout the years. But at the, at the end of the day, at, it's got to end at some point. And I think you're starting to see the other teams in the AFC East gear up to take over that spot. Do you think uh, the Jets and the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins, Miami's kind of in a, in a different uh, kind of uh, – I, I look at them in a different kind of perspective. I see a lot of parallels between the Jets and the Bills right now. They had their young quarterbacks in place. You got Sam Darnold. You got Josh Allen. You got some defensive pieces in place, and you have a lot of money to spend in the offseason season. 
do you see both of those teams potentially taking a step forward next year? Yeah, well, you know, the first thing that you have to have to, to, to win a division is a great quarterback. And I think both teams have young quarterbacks who are showing a lot of promise. I like, I like the Jets quarterback personally. Yes. You know, I think Josh Allen has a lot of, you know, athleticism, and some, but he has some things to work on. Sam Darnold is a very complete quarterback. He, he's going to – I feel like he's going to be there. He's going to be available. He's not going to put his body on the line as much as Josh Allen. So I, I think that he's the quarterback to lead the Jets uh, to the top of the AFC East. And when you look at the, the, when you look at the playoff scenario, yeah. at the, when you see the AFC, the championship and the NFC championship, it's typically four great quarterbacks playing against one another. Sure. You've got to have a great quarterback to, to be in the competition. And the Jets have it along with a very good defense. They can put some more pieces around it. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, because it proved to be an anomaly last year with the Jacksonville Jaguars because Blake Bortles, he played pretty well down the stretch, and a lot of people were thinking, oh, Jacksonville's going to be in the mix again. Yeah. They're not. Well, every once in a while, a, a team with a great defense makes that step. You see with the Baltimore Ravens, you know, you, you've seen it throughout the years, every couple of years, a great defense helps propel that quarterback, and, and a good running game helps out as well. But I like what I see with the Jets because they do have a great defense. They're going to add on that. And they have a great quarterback. So, uh, you know, that's why you have to be confident. You have to be patient with the process. I think the Jets are showing, taking strides to become that great team. And it's just going to be a matter of time before. And listen, you should go to MetLife Stadium on Sunday because it's the Jets and the Packers. They don't come here very often. That's Aaron Rodgers. And you get a chance to see Sam Darnold for the final time in 2018 at home anyway. And he continues to send... We do as well here on Inside the Jets. Thanks to everybody for coming out tonight. Remember, next week we'll be back on December 26th.